kids follow the warriors back up to the Farekai. Nico is patting himself down. Hey, cheerleading auditions aren't for another couple months. What are you doing? My phone. I must have dropped it back down the bottom. Without warning, Nico takes off and heads back down to where Guide Ingo and Koro are. Uh, Nico, wait up. I'm coming with you. The boys slip away from the others without being seen. They slow down as they hear Guide Ingo talking to Koro. You said they were clever kids. They're the best. You leave them out of this. They're all idiots. Especially those two boys. <clears throat> Karai Nico. Oi, those boys are my inspiration. My hope for the future. Nico and Kara look at each other in shock as Koro is always picking on them. They have a little bit of an attitude, but they're good Māori boys. And they have promise. That's why I push them so hard, because I want the best for them, for their future. Hmm. Well, right now, their future is on the dinner plate. <laughs> what do you mean? We'll put it this way. This evening's first course should be walking into the farekai right about now. I did say we were having a hakari tonight, and that we'd like to have them all for dinner. Kara and Nico's jaws drop. They know exactly what she means. Deep fried Kara with a side of Nico. The boys are feeling really guilty, understanding they are partly responsible for the current predicament. Guide Ingo points to a rock with a hollowed out center. It looks familiar. My power of bird women are about to come through that portal and will enjoy feasting on sweetbreads, perfectly aged 10 to 11 years. And of course, the cleverer, the juicier. <laughs> Why do you think we said yes to the kids coming here tonight? A little entree before. Well, the main course, you can guess what that will be. <laughs> Koro yanks his hands in frustration, trying to break the rope. Don't waste your time. That's a dead knot that tightens if you try and struggle. The knot is so complex that even your little geniuses wouldn't be able to figure it out. <laughs> Kara elbows Nico. Come on, we have to get Koro out of there. I'll distract her and you sneak around the back and untie Koro. What? No, I'll do the distracting and you go untie You? What are you gonna do or say? Guide Ingo and Koro hear the S-word uttered from the careless lips of Kara, but it's Nico that they spot in the bushes. They haven't seen Kara yet. Nico sees Guide Ingo, who's looking straight at him. Oh, he jumps out from behind the bushes and signals behind his back for Kara, who hasn't yet been spotted, to go around behind and untie Koro. Nico says the first thing that comes to his mind. <laughs> Funny, I was about to say the exact same thing. Anyway, you're just in time. The eclipse of the moon is about to begin and will open the portal. It will stay open for the duration of the eclipse, around 25 minutes. That will be long enough to bring my entire army through. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know, I know. Nico looks at his watch. In fact, the portal is going to open in exactly 30 seconds. Hmm, how did you know that? Oh, that's right. You're supposed to be a genius. <laughs> yep, I can predict things. Events, card games, and in fact, I could count cards by the time I was five. I'd get kicked straight out of a casino if I was old enough to get into one. Nico sees Kara sneaking around the back of the rock to untie Koro. He continues to distract Ingo's attention. So let me get this straight. You're Kurungaitsuku and Koro. You called him Patu. I'll assume by the way you were talking to each other, Patu as in Hatu Patu? Very clever. Now say goodbye, because very shortly an army of my people will be coming through that portal. Kara makes it to where Koro is tied up. Hey, Koro, it's me. Stay still. I'll have you out of here in a second. Kara looks at the knot. It's an ingeniously tied knot. To undo it would be akin to solving a Rubik's Cube. Kara is studying the knot and is going through the myriad of possibilities in his mind. He is mentally undoing and redoing the rope to find a solution. Oh, got it. Under here, over there, through here, round here, pull over, flood, twist, and voila. The rope falls off. Well done, boy. I was right about you. Nico looks at his watch. Oh no! There is a beam of red light that shoots straight from the moon and onto the rock's hollow. The hollow glows red and the rock becomes transparent, revealing Rarohenga, the underworld on the other side. There are hundreds, maybe thousands of bird women on the other side flying around impatiently. Ingo stands in the red beam and a bright red glow fills the air around her. Red beams shoot from her eyes and mouth that transform into a long beak. Her arms shoot red beams that become huge wings. She cracks her neck and stretches. She looks like a pterodactyl, but her wings are covered in black and red feathers. She leans in close to Hatsupatsu's rock and screams into the portal. It's the same scream that the boys heard earlier. The bird women come through the portal in a wave, ten of them. They hover over Kurumaitsuku and twist and turn, energized by their newfound freedom. Another wave is about to come through. Do you have any coin? But what? Kuro, hey, are you hungry? How can you be hungry at a time like this? It's weird. Look, do you have any or not? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got eggs. The eggs. Oh, I'll go get some eggs. They're in the backpack. Yeah. The boys take the eggs from the backpacks. Okay. Now what? The portal. Throw them at the portal. Without understanding, the boys do as they're told and throw the eggs into the hollow, the entranceway to the underworld. The portal explodes. Engel screams in rage as she shoots off into the air. The other bird women growl at Koro and the boys before shooting into the night sky. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, she's gonna be back with her mates. Excuse the pun, but right now she's hatching a plan to kill me, eat you two, and get the rest of her buddies here to dance over our bones. 
If there was a pip coro, you suck at it. Look, you two need to go and save Miss Honey and your classmates. I'll stay here and try to hold them off until the eclipse is over. Quick question, Koro. Are you Hatsupatsu? Am I Hatsupatsu? Yes. 800 years ago, I made a big mistake and unwittingly opened the portal and let her through. I've been cursed to stay in this world until my mistake is corrected. Whoa, whoa, back up, Koro. And then what happens to you? Koro points to the sky. The clock is ticking, boys. We have exactly... 23 minutes and 35 seconds? I have to defend this portal until it closes so there are no more crossovers. And then figure out how to deal with not one, but eleven birdwomen. Now go! There's no time! The boys sprint up the pathway. By the time they get to the farekai, they're huffing and puffing and have no clue at all about what to do. When they look into the farekai, they see the warriors are guarding all the exits and the big muscly guy is talking and pointing. It looks like he's hatched a new plan. Just stay calm. It'll be all over shortly. Miss Hani stands and marches up to the muscly guy. I want to speak to the manager. Who's in charge here? The muscly guy pulls out his mere and points to it. He is. Now sit down. We have to cause a distraction somehow. Nico pulls out his phone. The muscly guy has a radio around his waist. What is it? We have a situation. Ingo needs you all outside the main entrance right now. Well, what about the kids? Don't worry about them. They ain't going anywhere. Copy that. The muscly guy gives all the warriors a signal and they're gone. Kara and Nico follow the guards and as soon as they're outside the main entrance, they lock the doors. The warriors, figuring out they've been duped, start banging on the doors and windows. And the Oscar for the best voice actor goes to... The boys high five and run back to the farekai. Kara, Nico, what on earth is going on here? Okay, time shortness, so I'll give you the quick version. Kara takes a deep breath and talks really fast. Koropat is really Hatsupatsu. Yes, the Hatsupatsu. The guide is really Kurunaitsuku. Yes, the Kurunaitsuku. Koro's trying to kill her with a metal-capped mere to end a curse. She's trying to let all her bird buddies into this realm to kill us. The warriors are her evil henchmen who are probably scaling the fences to get back in as we speak. We have to kill Kurumaituku, who now has 10 of her bird buddies that escaped Raruhenga before we could close the portal with the hard-boiled eggs. And we have to hurry and get back to Koro and help him defend the portal before Kurumaituku's Tawa gets back, kills him, then reopens the portal. And, oh, and, and we're Koro's favourites. He's just showing it in a weird way. Okay. Eggs. I know, we didn't get a chance to ask Koro about it. One of the girls, Midi, pipes in. She's the oldest by a couple of months and the natural leader in the class. Eggs. Kai. Whakanoa. Like, if we have no water when we leave in Urupa, we use Kai. It has the same power as water. And this portal, what was that? It was a rock. I've seen it before, it it has a big hollow in it. Did it have scratches across it? It did, why? That's Hatsupatsu's rock. It's been uplifted and brought here. 
And you said Koro's Mere Paunamu is still kept? Mere thinks for a second. Okay, after what you've told me, I have an idea on how to destroy them. Okay, we're gonna need some weapons. Well, we don't have any weapons. Hey, aren't we in a farikai? There's knives and all sorts here. No, if I'm right, those won't work against these guys, but I think I know what might. Quickly, everyone, let's empty our backpacks. The kids empty their backpacks onto the floor. There are rulers, little triangles or set squares, protractors and pens, books and sellotape. Mitty looks at the contents of the backpacks. Perfect. Okay, now who has some change? Coins. The kids empty their pockets. Between all of them, there's less than five bucks in coins. Oh, that's not much, but it's gonna have to do. Okay, listen carefully. Here's what we're going to build and we have exactly two minutes to do it. Koro needs us. Let's go. Miss Honey, you can try and get hold of someone from the outside somehow. We've got this. The kids go about making a number of things, put them in their backpacks and head off down the pathway. Nico, how much time do we have? Five minutes exactly. The kids make it down to Koro. Hey, Koro! Hey, what are you kids doing here? Hey, it's wonderful to see you, but you have to get out of here. No, no, no. No, no, Koro. Koro. We heard that there's a rock, and we're going to defend it. I'm with my life. A smirk crosses his face. Oh, well, okay then. Tamarikima. Thank you. Now, hopefully after this night, this battle won't be remembered as Koro's last stand. Koro turns to the sky. He calls to the bird women who've been encircling him for a while. Bird women, you have left the path. Now I'm coming to what? Tamarikima? Hi. kids. They all hug Koro, and before he can say anything more, Midi turns to all the kids. Okay, we have to stop them. Every last one. Got it? Everyone's got their team sorted, okay? There's a flapping sound overhead. They look into the sky and see the bird women are in a classic V formation. They descend, picking up speed. Okay, phase one set. Remember, be sure to calculate your angle of fire, range and incoming velocity and adjust for wind speed. Now hold. The bird women are approximately 80 meters away. Hold. They're now 40 meters away. They pull their wings in and accelerate at top speed. Fire! In groups of three, the kids have constructed catapults using their masks where the elastics are attached to their rulers, held by a kid on both sides, while the kid in the middle lines up the shot. The bird women break formation to avoid the next wave of eggs. Midi is giving firing coordinates to each of the groups. Are we ready? Aim! Fire! They all launch, simultaneously creating an inescapable trap. Two others are caught in the trap and explode. Okay, phase two. The kids pull out the protractors and set squares that they've taped together to make throwing stars. They have coins taped on the pointy ends. Okay, here they come again. Make each shot count. 
enraged at seeing their kin die. The bird women dive bomb them. Wait until they're close! The kids throw their protractors that fly through the air like boomerangs. There's a shower of red explosions and all the sparks shower the kids like glitter. All but one of the bird women are destroyed. Nico looks at his watch. Three, two, one, and points to the moon. The red beam ends and the portal to the underworld closes. The bird women waiting to come through scratch and claw at the doorway, leaving fresh claw marks on the rock. Kurumaituku descends to the rock and transforms back to her human form. <laughs> yes, Kurumaituku. My kids just outsmarted you and your 800 years of planning in one night. Koro, we're all out of weapons. Oh, not all of us. Koro pulls out his mere that is attached to a cord around his wrist. He hurls it at Kurumaituku like an axe. It impales itself in her chest. She looks at the mere in horror and explodes into a brilliant ball of red fire. Koro pulls the mere that goes flying back towards him. He spins it around his hand a few times before catching it. The sparks of red light slowly drift to the ground and disappear. Koro looks at the kids. <sighs> Time to go. Uh, we, we'll be going to get some rest. All the kids gather around Koro. No, Koro. Oh, no, 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 no. All the kids come in and group hug Koro. Nico, Kara, please be kind to Miss Honey. And Kara, stop trying to get kicked out of class. You're where you belong, in the clever class. Kara nods, and with that, Koro turns into a ball of blue light that burns brightly and then disappears. The kids hear the sirens and run up the pathway to meet their parents. The police are talking to the warriors who seem to have been manipulated or mind controlled. Kara and Nico yell out to Midi, with the coins. How did you know that they would kill the bird woman? I didn't. But the clues suggested that it might work. Clues? What clues? What clues? Hatupatu's rock. We've been brought up knowing that whenever you go past Hatupatu's rock, you're supposed to stop and leave food and money, i.e. coins there for good luck. It was kind of weird to leave food and money when you think about it. They were the clues and ultimately weapons that prevented anything else from slipping into our world. Food like water is simply put, life. They were obviously life intolerant and the metal in the coins were poisonous to the bird women, like silver to werewolves. Oh, werewolves? If bird women are real, chances are werewolves are too. Ah, well, let's not think on that one too hard, eh? So Koro was Hatsupatsu. Well, that does explain a lot. He used to whack me a lot. Koro didn't used to whack you. Oh, you didn't see him when he found out who turned his lighter into a whoopee cushion? Oh, it's totally worth it though. Now I'm gonna miss not being able to mess with him. 
we're all going to miss him. Come on, let's go meet the sucker that's going to drive our buses. Brought to you by Te Wānanga o Aotearoa with funding from Te Māngai Pāho.